Welcome back to another episode of The Radio Psychs, your premier podcast for insights into everything mental health. I'm Dr. Aaron Haddock. And I'm Dr. Rondi Yu. We're psychologists who care about people and bringing science to practice. And we're so glad to have you join us. Please note that the information shared in this episode is solely intended for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Today's topic is social media and your mental health. You know, Aaron, it's pretty amazing how the world has changed with the creation of the smartphone. It's hard to believe they've only been around since 2007, isn't it? Huh? Uh, yeah, sorry. I was just... Wait, Ronnie, what did you say? We're starting the episode, man. I'm s- sorry, man. So I, I got sidetracked. You going to put that phone down? Absolutely. Phone, phone is going on silent. Now. All right. right, Let's try this again. Hey, Aaron, can you believe smartphones have only been around since 2007? That's amazing to think about. I don't think we really realized it at the time, but its introduction feels like such a watershed moment in history. And it's not just about all the devices that have been replaced with apps, but how new apps, especially social media platforms, have reshaped our interactions. These days, it's almost like we have two social worlds, the physical one and the one online. Exactly. And that's our focus today, the complex world of social media and its impact on our mental health. Right. From Facebook's early days to the TikTok era, social media has woven itself into the fabric of our lives. But at what cost? And it's not just about staying in touch anymore. Social media can be this powerful tool for learning, community building, even personal growth. But there are also some serious questions, especially when it comes to how it's affecting our mental health. How does social media impact our well-being? And how can we navigate it successfully? Research shows that social media can be a positive force, helping folks feel more accepted and connected to their friends and loved ones' lives. And it can also just be fun and entertaining. I mean, it's probably no surprise social media has been so successful, right? We're inherently social creatures. We thrive on building relationships and sharing experiences. And the bonds we form, the interactions we have, these are foundational for our well-being. It's so true. You know, whether it's online or in person, social connection can ease stress, anxiety and depression, provide comfort during hard times, prevent loneliness enhance our sense of self-worth, provide meaning to our lives, even help us live longer. But we have to also consider the growing body of research on the profound and multifaceted effects social media has on our psychological well-being. Yeah, you're right. It's increasingly clear that there can be some significant negative effects. For instance, studies have shown that spending more than three hours a day on it is linked to increased feelings of loneliness and a higher risk of experiencing poor mental health. So, Rondi, tell us, what is it about social media that's causing this? Well, it looks like one of the key drivers is what social scientists call unfavorable social comparison. Oh, what's that? I'll give you an example. Have you ever seen photos of someone's vacation online and you think, wow, that looks awesome. I'd like to take a sweet vacation like that or even any vacation at all. Oh, yeah. I follow you. And the next thing you know, you're reflecting on your life choices and maybe even feeling a little bit bad about yourself. Exactly. You got it. And even though we all know that we're looking at a curated portrayal of others' lives on social media, 
it's still hard not to measure our behind the scenes against their highlight reel. And this can really eat away at how we feel about ourselves and our own lives. Mm, Absolutely. It's this subtle, often unconscious comparison that can lead to negative feelings. And this reminds me of some fascinating research about Facebook's early introduction in universities. Oh yeah, what'd they find? Basically that after Facebook launched at a university, there was a noticeable uptick in mental health issues among students. Things like a 7% rise in severe depression Mm. and a 20% increase in anxiety disorders. Whoa. What do they think was driving this? One guess. Unfavorable social comparisons. You know, another concern is the addictive nature of social media. It's right there in our pockets, and every notification is a potential distraction, affecting everything from our sleep to our productivity. Yeah, and it's not just about availability, is it? It's by design. Think about it. The endless scrolling, those autoplay videos, feeds that seem to know exactly what we like. These are not just features. They're psychological hooks tailored to keep us engaged for as long as possible. Exactly. And every like, comment, or share is a small reward. It's a hit of dopamine, which is the same reward chemical that's released when someone, for example, eats their favorite food or wins at the slots in Vegas. We're in this loop, constantly seeking and receiving these little digital validations. Right. And it's It's just so easy to get caught in that cycle, isn't it? Spending more and more time chasing that next reward. I know for myself, you know, it'll start off as casual browsing. And then before you know it, hours have passed. And the cycle can really feed into FOMO or uh, fear of missing out, right? You log off, but there's this nagging feeling that you might be missing something important or exciting happening online. It's interesting because while FOMO isn't a new concept, It's really a form of anxiety that social media can definitely amplify. And this can negatively impact our self-esteem and make us feel left out or like others are having more fun or just living better lives. It's quite the paradox, isn't it? On the one hand, social media platforms are built to connect us, to provide a sense of community. Yet, ironically, they can also foster feelings of isolation and loneliness. It's like we're together, but also alone, if that makes sense. I've even heard people call it anti-social media, which sounds actually pretty fitting, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it really captures the complex nature of the relationship between social media and mental health. It can be a place for self-expression and connection, but also lead to conformity and FOMO. And let's not even start on the misinformation maze. You know, this really makes me think about how we can be smarter about navigating this digital landscape. It's all about being mindful of how we interact with it. As we wrap up, let's share some practical ways to manage our social media use and protect our mental health. Sounds good. So I'd say that one of the simplest but most effective things I've done is just setting time limits, monitoring how much time I spend on social media, and then trying to make a conscious effort to reduce it. You know, research says that cutting down to 30 minutes a day can make a huge difference in reducing feelings of anxiety and loneliness. Couldn't agree more. And there are apps out there that can help with that. They're like having a digital mindfulness coach right in your pocket. Another thing I find useful is curating my social media feed. Hmm. I actively unfollow accounts that don't add any value to my life and focus on content that's uplifting and inspires growth. It's about creating a digital environment that supports well-being. Yeah, that's good. You know, and I'd say to our listeners, remember, if social media starts impacting your mental health significantly in a negative way, 
Don't hesitate to seek professional help. A mental health expert can offer tailored advice just for you. Remember, it's about using social media as a tool that serves you, not the other way around. That's right, Aaron. Social media isn't inherently good or bad. It's how we choose to engage with it that shapes our experience. By being mindful, setting boundaries, and seeking help when needed, we can enjoy the positives while safeguarding our mental health. So to our listeners, we hope this episode helps you navigate the complex world of social media with a bit more ease and awareness. And as always, we're here for any questions or suggestions you might have for future topics. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, your mental health matters. Until next time, take care and be well. Take care and be well.